I understand the post you sent you back into your days at the William Alexander Elementary School. Yeah. Yeah. You want to share with me what it did to you? What it did to me? Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know how to answer that. <laughs> oh, okay. So we put up part of a newspaper, and I just want to briefly read you the short write-up from Muriel Garland. Yeah, she was in my class. Okay, so she was a student. All the way through, all the way through until I left to go to Poly in the ninth grade. So you're saying from kindergarten, from kindergarten to ninth, to ninth grade? Uh-huh. My goodness. Okay, so can I read you what the little article said that she wrote? Yeah. It says, Brotherhood Week celebrated. Two classes from school number 61 were invited to a program in celebration of Brotherhood Week. Skits, songs, dances, and a play made up the program. Being friends with everyone, regardless of race, color, or religion, was brought out. It was also stressed that brotherhood can start right in your own class and be carried out every day in the year. Refreshments were served to the guests in the school library. Muriel Garland. Yeah, I don't remember that event. <laughs> you don't? <laughs> Did you play hooky that day, you think? <laughs> no, no, you didn't play no hooky. You didn't play no hooky back? We lived right around the corner from the school. You spent half of your life with her, didn't you? No, not half of my life. <laughs> I mean, back then. You know, my, my childhood. Surprised that she wrote an article like that. She didn't have no friends. No. Kind of, well, that's why she wrote the Brotherhood article. Because, uh, she was like a outcast in the class, and the girls always picked on her. Was, was she super she smart? Yeah. She, she was always the smartest student in the class. Really? And I was the second smartest. So she was the valedictorian and you were the salutatorian? Yeah. If I read you some other names from the newspaper, would you think you might be able to remember some of them? Probably. Okay. Who, who was the principal then? E. Romaine Jones. E. Oh, Romaine Jones. Okay, sure, sure. Okay. Yeah, I, but that's who was the principal. Okay, I, I'm familiar with her name. We have some of her stuff in the archive. What about an article was written by a Barbara Mosby, M-O-S-B-Y? Was she a student or a teacher? A student. How about Flora Mahoney? Yeah, I know Flora. H how about Annette Howard? Yeah, I knew Annette. She was in our class, too. And, and all the students were in our class. Okay, so so guess what? I didn't realize this until now, and I'm about to fall out. I see your name. What's it say? Okay, so it says, The William Alexander Times. This paper is published by the pupils of Class 5A. The editor, Muriel Garland. Assistant editor, Flora Mahoney, business manager, Ann Adams, news reporters, Annette Howard, Martin Jackson, Juanita King, Patricia Young, Barbara Mosby, Reginald Stokely, and George Knockett. Mm -hmm. And sponsors 25 cents each issue. So you were a reporter. You didn't tell me that. I don't even remember. <laughs> well, see, how... I don't know. We were in the fifth grade. Right. I um, Miss Carrington? Yeah, she taught us fifth grade and the sixth grade. Well, was she a disciplinarian like most of them were back then? Uh, you know, not so much so. Not so? We, we didn't hardly get in any trouble. Parent would have to come to school. And you didn't want Nanny Jack to roll up there? No, nobody wanted their parents to roll up there. Right, right, right. So, could you walk home to eat lunch or did you bring lunch and stay yeah. at school? No, we only had about maybe five or six kids that stayed at school at lunchtime. 
was like uh, one of the king that mentioned that Ann Adams. Mm-hmm. Because like Juanita lived up on Woodbrook uh, Avenue. And Ann lived in Mark Morgan Park. So oh, that was, yeah, they couldn't get home. Yeah, yeah. But because 112 was what they would have been calling like a magnet school. Man. You know, it was like top level back school, elementary school. And they had enough connections that they their parents could get them in there. Right, right, right. And and with Ann Adams' family living in Morgan Park, that was an exclusive neighborhood of of who's who. So that helps explain how she was in there. Yeah, interesting. And a girl named Ann Gardner. Go, you say Gardner? Yeah, Gardner. And like her father and her uncle were one of the couple of the few black police. I was going to say, I thought I recognized the name Gardner from being an early black police officer. Well, well let me let me ask you this. In here, it, it mentions Furman Templeton. Did you know Rory or Furman Jr.? Yeah, David Furman was in your mother's class. Did you know Rory? Yeah, I knew both of them. Okay. And Rory was only like a year behind. I, I got... And, you know, it was a, go ahead, wasn't go. no big old spread out school. You know, everybody pretty much everybody else right well and, did, and their mother was a teacher there did you have student crossing guards back then we used to call it the safety patrol okay did they had safety patrol yeah were, were you ever part of the safety patrol yeah oh you were mm-hmm. so you got to help to direct the kids in in the morning and help them to get out at the end of the day yeah, and you had a badge right and a white thing you know Whatever you call it. Right, right, right. Now I'm gonna get personal. Did you like any girls at that point in your life, or not really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I ain't gonna name them. You're right. okay. You know what? Okay, that's fair. You really started there in the late '40s, right? Yeah, we had pre-kindergarten, which is one of the few schools that had that. You had pre-kindergarten. Yeah, then we had kindergarten up through the sixth grade. And so you basically would stay with those same group of people unless they moved away or left to go to some other school. You were with we, them from... We, we had the same kids for all of our... The whole time we were in elementary school was our same class. Maybe we lose one or two every once and then, like you said, they move away. Or we get one or two. But it was basically the same group the whole time. See, and, and today we can't even fathom that because <laughs> it's a whole it's a whole new day out there with the Baltimore City public school system. But when we left one twelve to go to junior high school, we all stayed together too. And they had a program called the Homeroom Center Class. The Homeroom Center Class? Yeah. And the homeroom teacher taught you just about everything except math and gym. Boy, so that homeroom teacher had to really be on his or her A-game to teach all those other... Do- yeah. My goodness. So today you move all around. You say homeroom teacher, people look at you like you, you're drinking too much wine. <laughs> but it was only three of those classes up at 137. Uh, and other people had, you know, like regular schedules. Yeah, and 137 was Druid Junior High, right? Yeah, I think that yeah. was... Can you tell me if any celebrities or important visitors or people came to the school to make a presentation to the student body? You know, like was a, a local politician or an athlete or an entertainer? Yeah, seemed like once we had, seemed like we had Larry Doby came there. What? Oh my goodness, former League League baseball player? Yeah, and he played for the Chicago White Sox right, in the ex- League League. Exactly, that's right, yeah. So, 
I would have loved to go back in town to be in the class when Larry Doby's going to roll up in there. Larry Doby came in, and our big thing was, uh, it was a cow from Cloverdale Dairy. No, God. A cow. <laughs> you know, and, and, and she went all around the place. You know, they would take her to places. So this is a real cow, not a person in costume. Right, right. Well, see, back then, weren't we still getting milk delivered door to door? Yeah. So... On Stockton Street at 1307, where you lived, Cloverland Dairy was delivering the milk? Yeah. Okay. Okay. And you returned the bottles back to get a get something? And, did, yeah. And is that what you did? Yeah, yeah that's what everybody did. You, you, put it, you put it in a, the milk was in a little box. And you set it back out on the front steps or down by the pavement? Yeah. I got to ask you this question. Nobody was trying to steal the milk or the empty bottles or the full bottles in the morning? So there was chocolate milk then. You didn't feel guilty being in class and seeing the principal and these people, and you knew that you just took their milk from the morning? No, we were just getting caught. Oh, just getting <laughs> <laughs> So did you guys do any other mischievous uh, activities? Like, was it a big to-do to, oh, like, yeah. mess up the chalkboard? No, but, you know, it was always a big honor to, to be the one to clean the erase the chalkboard. Now, when you look back on it, when you look back on it, don't you think that just sounds silly to how excited we got about being able to uh, clean the chalkboard or, or clap the erasers? Mm-hmm. <laughs> While you were at school, did the A-Rabbers come by and, you know, bring anything into the cafeteria or did you even hear them or no. you knew them from your neighborhood? No, I, I don't know where they got this. The only, the only thing, we didn't have no cafeteria. Oh, you did not have a cafeteria? The only place that you got meals was when you were in pre-kindergarten, and they had a kitchen in the pre-kindergarten, and they gave you a hot meal every day. And I hated when they had broccoli. <laughs> but broccoli is good for you. So let me let me imagine that today, as a as a senior citizen, you still do not like broccoli, correct? That's right. That's right. <laughs> okay. Okay. So. <laughs> In your numerous trips returning back to Baltimore, did you ever just decide to drive by to look at the outside of the old old school building? Yeah, I've driven around the neighborhood, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But and, that's been years ago. Yeah. Today, so many people don't even know, especially the much younger generations, that this was one of the pioneering schools that had all the bells and whistles, as you were stating. But, you know, the other thing about, about 112... Cause that's where we used to play, you know, like neighborhood softball games. But it was strange because they had a fence around it. And <laughs> the outfield was short. So instead of having like three outfielders, we would have five outfielders. And three would play inside the fence. Ah, and two outside. And, and two outside the fence. And two would play outside the <laughs> fence on Calhoun Street. <laughs> so could did you ever get to hit the ball onto the Calhoun Street outside the fence? Uh, no, I wasn't that good at hit it, but 
I could place it very well. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I was no foul hitter. Right, right. Now, I, I know some times are hard, so did you have your own uh, glove, ball, or bat, or not really? No, not really. So people just shared, whoever had something just passed it around? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Got you. It's so good to reflect back and, and be able to, to talk to you and reminisce about some simple things that brought us joy because today the area is just depressed. So I appreciate this. This is the last thing. Did you know a Brenda Watts while you were there? Yeah. You knew Brenda she Watts? in my class, yeah. How, What kind of personality did she have? Uh, she was just a girl. Just, just a girl. Okay. All right. Okay. okay. But I know she lived down on Perry Street. That's right. That's right. Good for you. Yeah. Right there by uh, Ann Adams' father's medical office. She she sure did. Boy, your memory's good. Don't tell anybody you can't call this stuff because you've done a really good job.